Good day. This is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. For timeline clarity, today is October 14th, 2008, so don't be confused by events mentioned on this program. My guest today from the Raw Spirit Festival is none other than a Raw Family Matriarch, Victoria Butenko. This is Revel with Rock and Radio. I'm still at the Raw Spirit Festival, and sitting beside me is Victoria Butenko. And I have to say, Victoria, we did an interview. I guess it's been at least a year, if not longer. And you get more hits than anybody else I interview. So, you know, I have to sit here with you and enjoy this beautiful day and have a conversation. Thank you so much. It's nice to be with you, Revel, uh, again. Uh, it's, it's on this beautiful green meadow with those smiling faces around. It's gorgeous out here. If you've never been to Sedona, you've got to come. Um, next year they're doing it in Santa Barbara. Yep, Santa Barbara next year. And actually, it's going to be in May next year. Yeah, so it's going to be in, in like, what, eight months or so. So what's new? We talked last time, and we had... Uh, the main thing I remember you saying is that you suggest people... Instead of jumping 100% into raw, especially Americans, I would say... say um, Instead of jumping 100% into raw, to do two or three months of green smoothies, like a lot of green smoothies first. In addition to their regular diet, yes. That's what I'm still recommending. But I also ran into a couple of people who had troubles drinking green smoothies. They had pain and bloating. Uh, I don't, I'm not a medical doctor, but I think that happens because of uh, these people's digestive system is so compromised that they cannot digest anything with even blended fiber so for those people I, if I were them I cannot recommend anything but if I were them I would go on greens, green juices for a couple of weeks uh, by green juice I mean as a base uh, cucumber, celery and green apple and then any green leaves they can to add parsley, kale, spinach and drink this for two weeks um, as much as you want one gallon if you want and then after this to drink green smoothies Now is the, the green juice still along with what they would normally eat? Yes, either or, either along with what they eat and uh, the green juice has to be on an empty stomach in the morning uh, or they could do, uh, could do just green, green juice all day long, but that will be the nourishment necessary to uh, recover the compromised digestive system. And I've seen that that people did this and it worked for them, and why not it worked for everybody else? Yeah, I've I've been hearing that uh, a lot of people really do have an issue with um, bloating. I know I did, and and I'd been vegetarian for... Well, I've been vegetarian for 22 years, so one would not think, but um, over lacto. I mean, I was still I was still doing cheese, not doing eggs so much, but every once in a while I, I got the urge. But uh, when I started doing raw, I would do the um, the green smoothies. Or <laughs> we're getting pictures taken here. Uh, yeah, green smoothies, and I think part of it for me too is. They taste so good that I gulp. Uh-huh. 
instead yeah, of yeah, dense, you yeah, should yeah. still chew the smoothies or take the time, yes. shave it down. I recommend that you 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 put your smoothie in a coffee big coffee mug mug and take it with you everywhere and just sip sip sip. Mix it with your day. Mm-hmm. Put it next to your computer if you want. It's safe in the coffee mug. It cannot really spill anywhere. So you sip, 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 sip within an hour, and then don't eat anything to, at the same time as you eat smoothie. Some people, I, I was told, they have a Subway sandwich in one hand and green smoothie in another, and they just enjoy it together. That's not a good idea. It's a bad idea. I, I say first drink green smoothie, wait 30 minutes, that's how long it takes for it to be digested, and then eat whatever you want, even beer and pork chops, if you like, if you choose to. Yes, and also, uh, don't, please don't add anything to green smoothie, no oils, no hemp seeds, no uh, agave nectar, nothing, just, just green, green leaves, um, ripe organic fruit, and water. Now, there's a lot of people who are suggesting in the smoothies that you do add all these superfoods. What happens when, that, when they do that? I think the green smoothie is super nutritional, nutritious drink, and we don't want to overload, overwhelm our body. Then the body doesn't know what to put everything. You know, if we put too much of a good thing in there, the body going to shut down. It's going to close absorption. It's going to say, oh, so much potassium, so much uh, magnesium, and especially when it comes in all different forms mixed together, uh, then the absorption of that particular nutrient will be reduced, and that's not what we want. We want uh, our body to absorb nutrients as much as we can. So green smoothie is already a nutritious drink, and nothing else needed to be added to it. That's good, because that's why I drink them. And, you know, there's kind of a peer pressure thing here that if you're not doing hemp seeds and, and all this other maca and goji berries, if you're not doing that, you're not really doing it. And, and I'm looking at this going, okay, so... Yeah, it's it's weird because there's peer pressure all over the place. If you do this, you know, if you if you do this, you're weird on one end, and if you don't add all this other stuff on the other end, you're just not doing it right. Well, I can only talk for myself. Uh, if any, if for anybody works to mix hundred things in one drink, that's okay with me. But uh, I see benefits from just consuming blended greens with fruit and water. And water, uh, actually, we, we add water to it so it doesn't oxidize. Because underwater, greens and smoothies cannot oxidize. Oh, okay. Because I remember you saying that we could keep them up to 72 hours. So that's the reason. Yeah, that's the reason. Because when as soon as we juice something, when it's coming juiced, it's already coming slightly oxidized. Because when we juice, uh, the juice is collected from uh, the whatever fruit or green in, in, in a form of a very, very tiny drop, drops, droplets. There you have a great exposure to oxygen, and they already come oxidated. If, for example, if you juice the apple or potato, it will come already brown from the juicer, even twin gear juicer. But if you blend potato or apple, it will stay white in the in the water in the blender for three days without changing color. Okay, because we we were wondering about that. How can you do that? for 72 hours when you can't do it with just juice and juice should be drunk as soon as it comes out i didn't know either i was wondering i was thinking maybe it's something to do with fiber but now i consulted with the um, was a molecular physicist and my molecular biologist and that's what the explanation they gave me okay because i thought it was fiber too and that's why i was telling people erroneously obviously 
that the fiber was making the difference because that's the only thing I could see was taken out. But you're blending it with fluid. And not its own fluid, but you're adding fluid to it. Yes. Now, I usually add mine with uh, orange juice as the base. So does that still hold true? No, that's fine. And I think maybe that in the ju- companies that pre- manufacture juicers, if they could come up with the idea how while it's juiced, it's still covered with liquid, that might also uh, pr- produce a juice that will be able to stay for three days and not oxidize. Okay, well, that There's makes a sense. the idea for those juice, ma- juice maker manufacturers. <laughs> There's a million-dollar idea for those juicer manufacturers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what do you have going on now? You've got a new book out, I see, or do you have more than one? My children have published a new book. It's called Fresh. It's a recipe book, and it has a, a spectrum um, of wild edible recipes. Oh, yeah. Uh, something like uh, steaming nettles pesto and dandelion smoothie and stuff like this. And uh, also there is a write-up from my children, from Sergey and Valya, about their appro- approach to the green uh, greens and to raw food life in the modern world. Very interesting, I think, very sincere. And I also have written a new book. It's called Ross, uh, Green, uh, Green Smoothie Revolution. And I was going uh, uh, to publish it a long time ago, but I didn't have money. And finally I sold the rights to Random House and North Atlantic Books, so they are publishing it before Christmas. Uh, and it's going to be like a sequel to The Green for Life. In this book, I have answers to most common questions about green smoothies. For example, how can you mix fruits and vegetables? And I explain that uh, greens are not vegetables. And can you freeze them? Can you dry them? Can you carry them? How do you travel? How do you go on an airplane? All kinds of... Can you give them to children or babies or whatever? And also I have there 250 recipes of green smoothies, all wonderful ideas there, like pine needles green smoothies and cactus green smoothies and many interesting ideas. And also um, it has a story about the person who lived on green smoothies for almost a year and lost 180 pounds and conquered all of his illnesses and the doctors gave him a clean bill of health. And it has some nice photos. So it's going to be a nice uh, continuation. And a nice gift for the holidays. Oh, yes. <laughs> just as, Well, you know, it's going to be good because it's coming out, you said, just before the holidays. Uh-huh. And so what people are going to do is do what they usually do, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And then in the new year, this is how they'll start their new year, to revolutionize their life. Wow, this is a great idea. We actually already pre-sold... Uh, lots of copies. Uh, we print in, they print in 25,000 copies for start, and I don't even know if it will cover all the orders. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so, because as fast as your um, Green for Life book is going, and still going, because yes. that's, that's the Bible of, for green smoothies. And another thing that is happening now is uh, in September, the Costco is doing Green Smoothie Challenge in Oregon. Is that right? Yes. Oh, how fabulous is that? Yes, uh, the whole uh, staff, uh, which is 380 people at Oregon Costco, one of the Costcos, is doing a two-week green smoothie challenge. And I think this is just the beginning. 
Oh, that would be crazy. I mean, could you imagine that throughout the whole United States, uh, just having green smoothie challenges at every Costco? Uh, yes, and Costco is a great store. They carry more and more organic. They sell in Lara bars, lots of organic nuts now, and, and they're becoming uh, recycling facilities. So, And now they're uh, embracing green smoothies. This is amazing. I think they're going to carry my book soon. Green for Life book. Well, they have to. How can how can they do a challenge without carrying your book? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, so we're negotiating all this right now. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That is so great. Yay. And I know Sergey and, and uh, Valya have been traveling all over the place. They were just out in South Cal, and I didn't catch them for an interview. I wanted to get them both for an interview. Um, but it was my... My procrastinating. Oh, they, they will be there again. They love Southern California. Uh, if, we, if we didn't live in Oregon, we would live in Southern California. That's where we wanted to live, but then we discovered Ashland. So, um, yes, they, they travel in, in two weeks. They're going to Europe, to Holland and Germany and um, other, other countries. Wow. They, they invited everywhere. I'm going to the East Coast in uh, November, uh, everywhere in the East Coast. And then in February, Valley and I fly to New Zealand, Fiji, and Australia. Wow. So. Good for you. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm going to put this on. So this is a question that's come up on the raw food boards. And so for many people, it's a sensitive question, including me for some reason. I don't know why. But I want to ask you about your weight. And um, I know, you know, at the beginning, and pictures you've had and the books you've had, I've seen you had lost or eliminated a lot of weight. And you've gained it back, and I think you lost it and gained it again. Am I, am I correct on that? Uh, no, I lost 120 pounds, and I gained back 60 pounds. And now I'm slowly losing it. Uh, it this, the, when, when people become raw footers, they metabolism slows down and they uh, lose slow and they gain fast as that's what's happening with me and with having my uh, family history my both parents were very obese my uh, family is i'm the skinniest in my family i don't have anybody who is uh, when actually (laughs) when i visited my family recently uh, they said oh you're so skinny what happened to you (laughs) so uh, this is uh, also probably some inherited weakness there and also I don't want to do some drastic thing like fast for 40 days and lose weight I just want to lose weight slowly naturally I want to be what I am and I feel great I work 18 hours every day Um, my vision is great my hair doesn't turn gray just I feel I have lots of energy I've been doing uh, in past 29 days 29 lectures plus traveling two three hundred miles driving every day and lecture uh, that's a lot of work. And flying, I flew, I flew to five different states and then to Canada. Um, but I'm managing to stay on raw food, and I'm practically living on green smoothies now. And I noticed that I do lose slow, slowly weight because when I put my clothes on, I see that uh, it's becoming loose and more and more loose. I have to buy new clothes. Okay, uh, yeah, I, now that you're saying that, I have a friend who was up to... I think he's around 250, 260 pounds, and he said he wanted, he's done that. He, he, he was the one who introduced me to raw food. And we all did it for three months straight. I'm mean, 100%, and we all eliminated excess weight. And I was probably 112 pounds at that time, and I lost more than I was supposed to, you know, that was safe for me. But we slowly started to get back into eating more cooked food, 
and we all gained some more weight back. And then I'm the one who stayed with more raw than anybody else, but my teacher who introduced me to it has been nine years, and he's lost, I think he said, 53 or 57 pounds during the nine years. And he said he did it in a way that he can maintain it. And that's what you're doing. Yes, I want to do so I can maintain it because the the short term, short like long term fast or any kind of uh, dramatic measures don't work for me. For example, I did a juice feasting for eleven and a half days when I was drinking nothing but green juice. I lost half pound in eleven and a half days. A half a pound. Uh, half a pound. Yes. Wow. Half a pound. It's like nothing. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like that that I'm not on a raw food diet or anything. I know other people on raw food diet who uh, who overweight. It's more complex than that. And I, I think that, folks, if I wouldn't be overweight, I wouldn't write those books that I have written. The 12 Steps Raw Food, I wrote it for me, about me, and it's from my heart. Uh, but now I, I think I've found uh, the, the balanced diet for me. Another my downfall is that I'm not trained to be exercised. It's, I've not been taught to exercise on a regular basis since childhood. So every time I have to push myself... And so it's not like my habit. Yeah. I'm glad that I was able to teach my children to exercise on a regular basis. They really love it. They cannot live without exercise. But for me, I have to push myself. And sometimes I forget and I procrastinate, especially in the time of stress, which is almost always. So <laughs> I don't want to take it as an excuse, but that's what also works. Yeah. Help. Uh, but I, I'm moving in the right direction. By the time I'll die, I'll be in perfect shape. <laughs> <laughs> now, I like, I like what you said because what I found is that when I went raw, I immediately lost excess weight or fat. It was more fat than anything because I, I was 112 at 5'6". That's not, that's not a lot of weight. And then um, when I gained the weight I do have now over the last five years, I'm finding it more difficult to eliminate and part of it, I mean, part of it is lack of awareness. But I think what you said is about the metabolism slows down. Which I think is good. I think it's very good when metabolism slows down. That's why we become youthful and live longer. I, I hear all the time there are all kinds of pills and medicine to, uh, to higher metabolism. I don't think it's a good thing. Because when we were eating a standard American diet and then we begin to eat a uh, raw food diet at, and we have high metabolism from standard American diet, uh, then we quickly lose the first time weight. But when we continue to be on a raw food diet, then the weight begins to come back. And that's true for those who are underweight or overweight. Mm-hmm. It's for everyone. So what happens when, um, there was something you said there real quick. Um, they tend to loom. What happens when somebody goes, say, from a SAD program, and then when they go raw and they don't eliminate any weight? There's a, there's a few people who say that, and some even say they've gained uh, so what happened is when they went on the raw food diet, they slowed down their metabolism. And that's maybe one of the pre- problems that I had is that I overate nuts in my first years of being raw. Because I believe that whenever anything has enzymes in it, it's good for us. And my diet consists of lots of nut and nut butters. And with the slowing down metabolism, I started to gain weight. And uh, now I completely don't eat nuts. I don't eat any oil. I practically live on green smoothies and its ingredients. I either drink green smoothie or I eat fruit. Or I, eat, I don't use no dressings. I don't use any sweets. I don't use chocolate. 
and I feel great. You know, uh, they checked me at St. Louis uh, in the hospital, university, and they say that I have coronary art- arteries as a newborn child, very clear. I don't have any problems with cholesterol. Uh, I have very good measurements, uh, but uh, it's just, just extra weight. Uh, I think my fat cells... So And I consulted any possible raw food teachers. And uh, so we're just looking at me as I do an experiment. And there are so many blogs discussing my weight. I'm so used to that. I became like a universal guinea pig. But I love it. Uh, I love my body. I love myself. I love everything that's happening. I love my intelligent body. And I know what it, whatever it's doing is right. Yeah, and uh, that's the way I'm looking at it because um, I've, I've put on probably 25 pounds that I would like to eliminate, but I'm not stressed about it. I only even notice it unless I'm in the front of a mirror and I go, well, that's not real attractive. But And the universe always gives me, they're going to lose your... Uh, my... my um, I'm going to let you eat in a minute. My, my feeling is that the universe gives us what we need to learn so that we can teach. Thank you for understanding. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because I was, um, what I, I was I was born on a small island in the Pacific Ocean. There was no fruits and vegetables. There was only frozen potato. My parents were so concerned with nutrition of their only daughter. Well, then later I had my brother, uh, who is now a diabetic, my little brother. Yeah, but at that time, they were so concerned they couldn't be, come up with anything better that fit me with red caviar, because they thought, well, it's a pure protein. And so my food imprint is red caviar, even though in America no, nobody really eats it or sells it. or I, And I, I'm not really attracted to it. I don't want to eat that. But it's interesting that whenever I'm stressed, I sometimes image of it comes to my brain. So that imprints the echo from this my baby food come comes com, comes from there, and so uh, I was addicted. Also, I didn't know anything better than if I'm stressed to sit down to chocolate cake because that was my my father was doing. He would um, buy a chocolate cake and he would sit down and eat it by himself or with me or with my mother. And it was like normal. I was thinking everybody's doing this. I didn't know anything else. It was like uh, pleasure. So, and when I came up with the idea that cooked food is addictive, it was my own discovery from my own experience. It was from my own difficulties to quit eating, how difficult it was to quit cooked food, and then observing and talking to others. And uh, I'm so proud of my second edition of that book. It's so now full of science, uh, the 12 Steps to Raw Food book, how to end up at dependency on cooked foods. And it has so many wonderful insights. When I read it, even myself, I enjoy it. It's, uh, well, I, th- I think that's, that's necessary because people don't realize how addicted they are to it. Yeah. And um, you know, your whole idea of how to do this is so simple. And people try to complicate it. And, like, what do you need? You need a blender, a cutting board, a knife, and a glass. And that's the way to get started. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and you don't have to spend all this money on all these expensive, uh, quote-unquote, superfoods. Um, one of the questions are, well, you're in Oregon. It's cold up there. It snows, yeah? In the wintertime, it snows in the mountains. And I live on the mountains, so we do see snow. And the ice, uh, freezing temperatures in the winter, yes. 
but we still grow food um, spring, summer and fall on our balcony and in the backyard and on, on our windowsills that we sprout. We do whatever we can to make it economically and conveniently. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive, and that's one of the things people are doing. Now. One, last, last question. Um, what do you think about cacao? What I think about cacao, um, I don't believe... Do you think about it at all? <laughs> I don't think about it at all, and I don't eat it. I know I used to be chocoholic, and I, so I try to avoid it. Because if I try it, then I will begin to crave uh, chocolate. Um, so I, I think I, I'm fine with green smoothies. But if, if anybody likes cacao, it's fine with me. Not your business, huh? Victoria, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, it's my privilege. Thank you for your good questions. Uh, uh, thank you for letting me speak sincerely. Thank you, Rebel. You're very welcome. You can check out Victoria and her family at rawfamily.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Rockin' Radio. Please feel free to go to rockinradio.com to purchase books and DVDs by all of my guests to help keep this program on the air. If you would like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. Yeah.